0: Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another live edition of Top Rope Report here on Facebook Live, Google Podcast, Spotify, Anchor, and Breaker. I'm your host, the illustrious Mr. Trivia, and joining me again this week is my co-host, my tag team partner, my best friend, the best in the business, the Noxer Greg, and Mr. 24-7. Guys, what's going on? Not a whole lot. What's up? Not much.
1: Not much going on here.
0: So, Friday Night Smackdown in the books. <clears throat> and to me, I thought it was a decent show. And if you guys want to get ready to start talking about the matches, unfortunately, he didn't make it the first time on the last show, so we'll have DJ go first this time.
1: Yeah, we, we uh, announced that you were going first on the last show, so we're still waiting for you. no. <laughs> Uh, Well, the show started off with the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championship number one contender gauntlet match. Um, The six teams that were in it were the Brawling Brutes, the Street Profits, VOC, LWO, um, Hit Row, and Pretty Deadly. Um, Mr. 24-7, um, go ahead and lead us off.
2: All right. We going match by match?
1: I didn't. I went by the whole kit and caboodle overall. All
2: right. So, well, I actually thought it was pretty awesome having the Brutes go, and win the way, well, not win at all, but win almost all the matches the way they did. I mean, being that it was Seamus and Ridge, I kind of figured it probably wasn't gonna gonna happen. But the fact that they had them that whole the whole way, I really, really wanted them to win, especially because of Pretty Deadly. Right. I, I still can't do it. I can't. And the fact that they won. But I was looking at it beforehand and it was pretty much a whole bunch of baby faces except Hit Row. And Man. we knew Hit Row wasn't going to win. So, Pretty Deadly to me was really the only pick here that was probably going to win. I just wish they would have let them come in and maybe not the first match, but the second or third match and have them deserve the win. Right. Because um, they did pretty much nothing. You know, um, to me, I thought uh flop dollar getting getting brogued in a second was the best thing ever um like that really that brought everything up for me in this just that one spot i loved it um but yeah i think my only my only thing would probably be having pretty pretty deadly come in last do a few things and win so after the brutes did all they did overall i think still pretty decent um LWO, they were okay. OC, they were okay. Everyone was pretty much all right. Um, overall, for the whole thing, I'll grade it a B. Okay. All right. Uh, Bill Culver's tuning
0: in. said, DJ, what's up? Thanks for tuning in, Bill. Trevor, you want to go next? Uh, uh, sure. I um, I thought this was a a, a pretty pretty good uh, elimination tag team. The only thing, I, I mean with the Brawling Brutes in there, when I first saw Sheamus and Rich Holland, I was like, you know, after they took care of the Street Profits and the OC, because I thought the Street Profits and the OC were probably the, the two best in there besides the Brawling Brutes. I thought the Brawling Brutes were going to win this and then pretty deadly ended up winning it. But, you know, one of the comments I, I really don't, I really didn't care for, and Michael Cole said the same thing, when pretty, and a lot of the, a lot of the teams that do this that are in Gauntlet matches like this and Royal Rumbles and whatever, pretty deadly was like, Well, we're the best. We beat five other teams. No, you didn't. Yeah. And that's what Michael Cole said too. Michael Cole's like, You didn't beat five other teams. You only beat one team. Yeah. But I thought it was I thought it was a, a decent way to start off the show. Uh pretty deadly against Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Well, I'm not too uh not
1: too wild about that match right now, but I gave it a B plus. Okay. Yeah, I mean, part of me was confused as to why you're starting off with the brawling brutes and the street profits, right off the bat. Starting off with arguably the two biggest names in this entire match. Wouldn't have would have I mean if you want to give the brawling brutes a long run, fine. That's okay, but why do it right off the bat against the street profits? Gauntlet matches, another thing I don't like about Gauntlet matches is the fact that each individual segment is always so quick. I mean, yeah, the whole thing was twenty-one minutes long, but You divide it up into five matches and uh, you don't, you know, commercial breaks and.
2: Like two minutes, three minutes. You
1: don't get a lot. Um, And I was disappointed the Street Privates went out so early, but then, you know, the little thing that goes off back here. Maybe this is the springboard to a potential. Street profits heel turn, and put a significant heel tag team in the division on SmackDown, um, rather than just, you know, um, Pretty Deadly and Hit Row because they're yeah. crap. Uh, I understand they, you know, Pretty Deadly's a new kids on the block, so yeah, you're gonna, you know, kind of, you know try and elevate them against serious competition. I know they can be good in the ring, but it once again, just like DJ said, their appearance just turns me off. I mean, you know, it just, uh, whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was a good match from top to bottom. Um, yeah, we'll give it a low B. Overall.
0: Okay. I think that if the Street Profits turn heel, they'll probably still get, you know,
1: the cheers from the crowd. They'll be like one of those heel teams that still get cheered by the crowd. then, then, uh, Well, then they're not heels.
0: No, but if they go heel.
1: But that's what I'm saying. If you're getting cheered, you're not a heel.
2: Yeah.
1: All right. After that we had Pretty Deadly. We went to commercial, we came back, Pretty Deadly was in the ring celebrating their victory. Um, Trivia already alluded to some of the things that they said, Um and then they were kind of uh interrupted by Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Triv, take it over from here. Well, I mean, I kind of, I kind
0: of thought it was pretty funny that you know they're over there talking about how how bad they are and they're going to beat Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and and then Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens come out and they're talking about you know their match coming up and then they go in the ring and pretty deadly takes off and that was it. I mean they just took off and ran back backwards towards the ring. It's like you know you just won. I understand you just won the the match. You weren't in there for a long period of time. You know, go in there and mix it up with them. See how well. I wanted to see them mix it up and see how well they were going to, you know, maybe hold their own against Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. I was kind of disappointed that they, uh, they took off quick like that. But I gave that part a, a C.
1: Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, it wasn't horrible, but I think this was one of the reasons why Pretty Deadly was brought up is because they're, they're, you know, I, I'm not going to say they're great on the mic or even good on the mic. They're above average. Um, they can banter back and forth. I mean, a couple of the lines were, how is it that we just beat five other teams and our hair is drier than the mess of a man right there? I mean, come on. I mean, you know, just those little things. You keep telling me to come. Oh, then Kevin Owens, the the best part, Kevin Owens, you know, um, after they were jabbing John back and forth and jabbing at Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, Sammy asked him, why are you so calm? And he says, you keep telling me to, to calm down. So I'm trying to calm down, but looking at them makes me want to run in there and punch them in their faces. And then that's when they ran down the ring, and you know the heels bailed out. Um, I actually liked it; I was entertained. Um, I actually gave it a B minus.
2: Okay, Mister Twenty Four Seven. I'm loving KO. I love him so much. Like I've always have, but this this part of him, this newer little kind of version of him, I'm loving it, and it's so entertainment entertaining. Um, you know, that that's the part I love when he's like, when Sammy's like, you know, why aren't you saying anything? You know, he's like, well, you told me not to. And then he's like, well, yeah, I'm fucking pissed. And uh, they, it was good. I like it. But but I agree with Trev. W- he would have went down there and actually beat him down. Um, so the fact that they just kind of chased him out of the ring kind of was like, yeah, man. Um, And then hearing these talk and say the stuff they were saying, I'm like, oh, Jesus.
1: I gave it a C plus. Okay. After this, we then went to a singles match where it was Zelina Vega taking on Sky with Bailey in her corner. Um, Zelina Vega came down to the ring with no LWO backup or anything. So, tells you already what LWO thinks of her. Um, anyways, I get to go first for this one. Um uh, little cheap jab there. Um, seeing what Io Sky did in a real, in a match with a good wrestler like Bianca Belair and then putting into a match with somebody like Zelina Vega shows how bad Zelina Vega is. Um, which makes me even more scared about something we'll be talking about later in the show. The quote unquote distraction by Bailey um that caused Eo to, you know, run at Zelina Vega, her get out of the way the last second and almost hit Bailey and then the you know little distraction causing Eo Sky to lose. Um okay. All right. Whatever. And that's basically what I saw to the match. Okay. All right, whatever. But if it weren't for the little bit of action that eo Sky got in in the couple minutes that they had for this match I, I would have given this a you know a d or a d plus but'll I'll go as high as giving it a c minus total disappointment missed it yeah. 24/7 I, I agree it was it, I mean I feel like they
2: could have did this so much better Mike if you're gonna have Eel and Billy kind of get into a little bit of something and you know kind of further along this storyline fine I'm all for that. that that's great but I feel like it could have been done a lot better um, I'm happy that it was done you know I'm happy that they did something but to me it was just like uh, exactly whatever type of thing um I got I got a c minus also I wasn't too happy
1: mm-hmm Mr. Trivia. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with everything both you guys were
0: saying. I mean, here's uh, eO Sky, who probably had the singles match of her life against Bianca Belair, and then she loses to Zelina Vega. But I'm saying, you know, thanks to Bailey. But I'm looking forward to an altercation between those two to see what happens. You know, maybe we'll see it before
1: Money in the Bank, or maybe we'll see it after Money in the Bank. But I wasn't really too wild about this match. I gave it a C. Yeah. And that match was 2 minutes and 24 seconds. Just so you guys know. Uh, After that, we then went to the newest train wreck. I mean, the newest in-ring segment. The Grayson Waller Effect, where he had his guest featuring Charlotte Flair. Mr. 24-7, you are up. All right.
2: Um... Yeah, I can't stand – I still can't stand them. I'm trying hard to be able to. Um, oh, I will nice. say that I think this is probably the best grace and moral effect we've seen so far. Um, <laughs> when Charlotte came down, what did Seth dress her today? It, it looked like she was right out of Seth Rollins' closet there. It, it okay. was like um, – but it, it was okay. Like she came in, she said a lot of good stuff. Uh, I think there was one, Grayson said he was praising her with all the stuff. Um, and he said, but this is not the same Oscar. Um, and asked if she'll become the champ. If she'll become the 15 time champ, and she said, 15, 16, whatever it is, I got it. Da-da-da-da-da. So I like that Charlotte is continuing to be. The confident, arrogant Charlotte that she is. So I'm liking it all. I'm loving all that. I do. I did like um, the back and forth with her and Bianca. Also, when Bianca came out, I thought they both said some pretty true, interesting stuff. And Charlotte saying that she didn't get a, a rematch either, losing to Rhea. So I like it. The only thing I'm hoping for is that they don't add Bianca to the match. That Rhea. Uh, Oscar and Charlotte. I hope they don't. Just wait and have Bianca fight after. Um, other than that, yeah, I liked it all. I gave it a B.
0: Okay. Trivia. Yeah, I, um, you know, I, I kind of liked the Grayson Waller effect on Friday night, only because Charlotte was on, and you know, when Bianca came out, made it a little bit more interesting. I, DJ, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to seeing if they're going to add Bianca make it a triple threat match I think I I think that would be pretty interesting but uh, that's just my opinion but um, you know like I said you know they said a lot of things and unfortunately there was real no physicality and anything else but I thought that the whole segment was good you know Charlotte looked good Bianca came out she's
1: she's good on the mic I gave it a B plus okay Yeah, I mean, I, I agree Mr. 24-7. I I, I don't want to see this, well, at least on at SmackDown, I don't want to see this turn into a triple threat match. Um, if you're going to tell me that Bianca is going to fight the winner at Money in the Bank, and then there's no decision, and we do maybe a triple threat match at Money in the Bank, eh, I'll deal with that Money in the Bank, but... I mean, we knew Bianca, she went backstage talking to Adam Pearce and she said she'll just have to, you will know, get her match her own way. And then so you knew right then and there she was going to come down. A little disappointed that Oscar didn't join the fray because, I mean, after all, they're talking about her title, you know. Um, and then maybe have a little, you know, misdirection where she goes to, I don't know, she goes to spit the mist and one of their faces and hits Grayson Waller. Maybe that would get him to shut up and stop doing his dumb show. Um, But, I mean, overall, I mean, as they bantered back and forth, what was it? Um, Yeah, like you said, she mentioned the rematch thing. Um, Bianca said, I didn't run away after WrestleMania, after I lost. Um, You know, um and then Charlotte came back with the, I'm a, I'm a champion. What was it she said? I am a champion with or without the title. Are you a champion with or without your title? So, I mean, they were you know getting little jabs in back and forth. You know, Bianca's stressed house. Okay, yeah, you've had to win it 14 times, which means you've lost it 14 times. And it was enjoyable. I mean, I, I don't really think of much of Bianca, as far as Mike's skills go, but she, you know, kind of held her own a little bit with Charlotte. Um, yeah, I, I liked it. I gave it a B plus. After that, we then went to the mixed tag match of AJ Styles and mitchin Mayem or Mitchin Mayem against Karen Cross and Scarlett. Mister Twenty Four Seven, what do you got? Uh, oh, no, sorry, no, it's Mr. Trivia this time. That's right. Yeah, because you just started off with the uh, Grayson Waller fight. That's right. Oops.
0: All right, thank you. Um, I, I didn't like this match at all. I mean, I wanted to see... It wasn't really a long match. I wanted to see a little more of AJ Styles against uh, Karrion Cross. You know, Scarlett is really not good in the ring. I mean... So I really wasn't too wild about this match. It it was kind of a short. I really don't like short matches when you got you know two people like AJ Styles and Terry Cross in the ring. I wanted to see them you know duke it out a little bit and show off a lot of their skills. But I gave the match day. Okay.
1: I mean, it was a mixed tag match, which I mean, involving you know me, him, and Scarlett. You knew it was going to be much of a mixed tag match. Figured 80% of the action would be the men. Which, I mean, for the two minutes and 22 seconds that this match went on, I'd say yeah, probably two minutes of it involved the guys. I uh, did think it was kind of funny though when um, Scarlett dragged AJ Styles off of Karen Cross. And then kind of like stroked AJ's faith and he ripped off his glove, showed her his wedding ring and said, I'm married, bitch. I mean, you know, you never, never see or really hear about the superstars, you know, on air, on show, stating that they're married, engaged, whatever, except for the women that have announced pregnancies and given up their titles to Money in the Bank holder. They don't do that on TV, so it's pretty cool to see that. So I, I have to give the grade a little bit higher than, than what I would have given just for that. I actually gave it a C-. Okay. Mr. DJ Styles. DJ Styles.
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it, was, it wasn't too much for me. It was, it was only a couple minutes, and it, to me, there just wasn't nothing in it. To me, it was more... You know, hearing AJ say that to me was probably, you know, was probably the best part of the whole thing. Um, you know, it was all right. I, Kieran Cross, I feel like I just can't help but think I, that he's just ruined for me. They ruined him and, and I don't see it coming back anytime soon. So to me, all around, I just wasn't into it. I mean, I love AJ and I'll be behind everything he does. And he was the best part of it with the little bit he did. So, I didn't care for it too much.
1: I'm going C-. minus. Okay. After that, we then went to the longest singles match of the night. I repeat, the longest singles match of the night. Um, Santos Escobar and LA Knight battled in a marathon match of 2 minutes and 40 seconds. Um... I, I get to lead off with this one and once again LA Knight's involved in a match that gives me utter confusion and disappointment. I, I I mean, I know that the quote unquote front runners to win the Money in the Bank ladder match are LA Knight and Damian Priest. Before SmackDown, LA Knight was the favorite. Now, LA Knight and Damian Priest are even odds to win. Is this because of Friday Night SmackDown? Are whoever puts these odds together just stupid? I don't know. Is it a way to deflect people away from LA Knight winning the briefcase? If that's in case what's going to happen... So they're trying to just deflect you to, oh, no, yeah, he he's losing to es- Santos Escobar in two and a half minutes. He's not going to win. I don't know. But no matter what, it was stupid. It was dumb. I mean, it, it was an embarrassment. I mean, realistically to both. Uh, Rey Mysterio was down came down to the ring and introduced Santos Escobar. And then he disappeared until after the match was over when LA Knight attacked Santos Escobar. Where the hell Where the hell is this LWO? Mi Rasta Mi Familia. I've got your back, and nobody's at ringside with them. For either Zelina Vega or Santos Escobar. Don't understand. When LWO was in the... the I understand that maybe in the gauntlet match, because you had all the tag teams around the ring, which I thought was pretty cool. Didn't mention that before. But yeah, this was crap. I gave it a D. Okay.
2: Yeah, I mean... I I looked at it. I looked at it with a little bit more. Like I, I love Santos Escobar right now, um, and La Knight also. So two of them right now are kind of on my list. So seeing the match, I was really into it. But come on, it was a couple minutes again, and you know, and it's like this. They could have put on an eight-minute match or something, and it would have been awesome. You know. Um, the the couple minutes I thought was good. They, I thought the wrestling was good. Uh, you know, Knight trying his trying the rope thing again and not getting it. Um, you know, I I think I would have rather seen LA Knight kind of get the victory here, but maybe they're just gonna have him lose and then win it win it uh, you know, money in the bank. So it is what it is. I thought I it was a little better. I'm gonna go see.
1: Okay. Mr.
2: Trivia. Uh, yeah, I definitely agree with Greg.
0: I mean, this was just, you know, the one, like Greg said, was the longest singles match of the night, and it was just, I mean, I really wasn't impressed. I mean, L.A. Knight. I mean, I I don't do any of the bookings or, or anything like that, but I really, I really think they should start doing a little bit more with him. And you know, like Greg said, you know, he's losing all these matches and stuff and then he goes and shocks everybody and wins money in the bank then you know maybe that'll change a lot of people's outlook on
2: um la night but i i don't know i just really
0: wasn't too impressed with this match i gave it a c minus
1: okay so as of right now in the two hour scheduled time for smackdown we've had a grand total of 29 minutes and six seconds of ring to a bell to bell wrestling. And then we get to the ending segment of the show, which is titled, did Jey Uso fall in line? Mr. 24 seven. You're up. I
2: mean, I don't know where, where to start. I mean, was awesome it was freaking awesome i mean me and jess was watching and everything about it you know they played a hell of a part and that boy he acted great man his acting was on point everything was great man i loved every second of it so having Broman talk the shit he was talking about you know um you know, I'm basically why you guys were in the main events and this and that. It took y'all 10 years to get there and this and whatever. Oh, just those digs that he, that he always seems to throw out are so good. And the fact that that both uh, Jimmy and Jay can take them, you know, can take those and come back with what they came back with. Um, just the just the whole way that Jay did his thing, where it went down at Jimmy, you know, and then obviously, you know, you're out, you know, when he just said, you're out, and didn't say anything for whatever it was, 20 seconds or so, you know, me and Jess were like, all right, cool, we, we were happy with that part right there, and he just says, I'm out too, I mean, I got just everything in me, I got so happy, it was just, we popped <laughs> hard, it, it was a. awesome. awesome. I'm sure, you know, I missed a lot here, but I'll give you guys a chance to go with some more. I gave it an A plus. I, I got to admit, I did. I like All
0: right, yeah, I I definitely agree with DJ. I mean, this was, this was the best ending to a SmackDown I think I've seen in a couple of weeks. I would, like I said to DJ earlier, I didn't see that coming with Jey Uso. Um... I thought that he would have, you know, stayed with Roman and Solo until later on and then, you know, maybe turned down. Him. But it's going to make for an interesting tag team match called Civil War, as, I, as we saw on our, on our page. Uh, it's going to be, it's just going to be, that's what it's going to be, a war. And I really thought that it was, it was very good, very well done.
1: Yeah, they even took out Solo with the two kicks, which was a little bit of a surprise to me as well. But I just thought it was great. I gave it an A as well. Okay. I, I mean, I, I... Was I surprised that Jay fell in line with his brother rather than Roman? No, not at all. 100% no. I, if that happens, then, eh, Okay. Um, But the whole storyline as it's been happening since before WrestleMania was dissension in the ranks, the bloodline crumbling. Uh, So, yeah, I absolutely positively, I mean, still, I was, uh, you know, giddy as a fat kid in a candy store, happy, Um, pig rolling around and shit. I mean, yeah, it was awesome. It was great to see how it all, you know, the, once again, like you said, the roller coaster that you were on. You know, Roman, you know, telling Jay, you know, I was only meant to get us to the promised land. You're meant to keep us here. Um, You know, and and Wiseman, Wiseman said we would start grooming you, but nah, we've been grooming you for three years now. Just everything that he did with Jay pointing out that, you know, you got injured, I stepped up. I main evented um, SmackDown. I main evented, you know, premium live events. I main evented WrestleMania, and who? And it was all because of him. So then you're like, wait a minute, yeah, getting pulled in, pulled in, pulled in, and then once again, the just as every good suspenseful movie that you've ever watched, he says, you know, you out, and then he steps up to him, and there's the long, dramatic pause and then the double cross, you know, and I'm out too, and then the super kick, um, and, and got to give it to Roman, though, got to give it to Roman, because, you know, he got up, groggy, went up the rope, and started going towards him, and they gave him a double super kick, that some bitch went down like a rock in the rock to the ground, and bam, slid, slid right down, so you got to give a little credit there to him, but I think one of the, things that, you know, go back to a long time ago when they were teasing Bray Wyatt. You got to look in the background. The facial expressions that Paul Heyman is making while he's in the corner holding the belts just added so much more to the promo. I agree with Mr. 24-7. I give this an A+. plus.
0: Okay. Overall grades.
1: I mean, for you know, as short of the matches they had in singles matches, but with the I'm going to say the Gauntlet match being you know solid B uh, or weak B to Grayson Waller effect being you know good and this ending match, I to give the whole thing a B. the The C's weren't enough to to tug down to a lower grade than than a B for me.
0: Agree. Also have a B here so overall. righty. yeah, I gave I give the whole thing overall a B minus. Okay. righty. and that's our SmackDown preview <coughs> for this for the Friday night smackdown that we just had on the sixteenth. And right now we're gonna go to now,
1: quickly before you do this. Did yep. you get a request to join the video thing from Joe?
0: No, I don't believe I did.
1: No. Oh, all he... I
0: saw, all I saw was it says Joe Chester is watching, bring them on
1: camera. Okay, that's him requesting to come on camera.
0: Oh.
1: Oh, okay. He wanted to come on the Short Nuggies news. He messaged me, that's what I was Looking down sure, on my phone for
0: I'm going to click on for him right now.
1: Well, okay. You don't have to tell me. Just do it. Nothing all right. Up.
0: We're waiting on a special appearance, by the little nugs to her. So, Maybe. yeah, we got uh, about, there we go. about a week. Yeah. Yeah, all right. There he is. How
2: are you?
1: What's up, Joe? What up, little
2: node? Happy Father's Day.
0: No,
1: thank you.
2: Welcome.
1: So, all right, dude, what's going on with your with your whatever you're using for a camera? <laughs> are, are you filming live from like Disneyland in in Los Angeles? There on on a roller coaster or something? I'm wrong. <laughs>
2: <I'm
1: wrong. laughs> Is there an earthquake? No, I was going to say I've got the golf tournament on right now, and that's in Los Angeles. At the Los Angeles Country Club, and they ain't bouncing around. <laughs> right.
0: So, but yeah, so right now we're going to go to our segment of Nuggies News. So, Greg, the floor is yours.
1: All right. Well, thank you very much. Um, oh, let's see what I want to start off with here. Um, let's go over to here. Uh, I'm going just press that button, press that button. Um have you ever been sitting there watching these money to the bank louder matches and wondering why on God's great earth it takes them so long to unhook the damn briefcase from that chain? Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, Baron, sometimes. Every time. You see him reaching up there, fumbling around, this and that, that and this. Well, Darren Corbin was in an interview, and he was asked that same exact question. And his answer was this. When in college, I always wondered why it took so long for guys to unhook the damn case. Then I had to do it. In a ring, on a giant ladder, that's moving, bodies flying everywhere, the chain makes you sway, and I'm not supposed to be that high, I'm tall. It's terrifying. That's why it's so hard to get the briefcase off the chain. So if you think of that aspect of it, I mean, I have no problem. Put a ladder in front of me. I'll climb that damn ladder. No problem. You want me to come down that ladder? Fuck you. Didn't make an elevator because it's tough. um. <laughs> You know, and, and Joe can attest to this. We used to go to Wacky and Wild Wednesdays at Waterford Speed Bowl. And I would be very hesitant to walk up the steps because I could see through them and see the ground. Walking down, eh, all you see are steps. A lot easier. Um, yeah. But, yeah, that that's just a little uh, nugget that I wanted to give out to you. Um, on the quote-unquote slash – Injury slash MIA um, news. Bobby Lashley has finally returned to action. Um, He was in a uh, wrestling match just last night in Cincinnati, Ohio, defeating Karrion Kross. Um, This was his first match um, and appearance in almost two months. So could this be leading to a SmackDown return for Lashley? I think so. Certainly hope hope so. so. WWE, we we talked about premium live events, and know me and Triv were talking one time, and there was nothing scheduled from SummerSlam, I think all the way to Survivor Series, if I remember correctly. Um, We assumed there'd be... um, a crown jewel in October, but nothing's been planned. Well, they finally did it. Um, Labor Day weekend, September second, they will have WWE Payback. Uh, apparently, this is this first time they've had this since where did it say two thousand and eighteen. I didn't think that Payback was that long ago, but that's what they said. It's been five years since they've held the uh, no. premium live event moniker of Payback. I um, know the one after WrestleMania, I think, used to be called Payback, but then they changed that to Backlash. Then no. uh, WrestleMania Backlash, and then Back to Backlash. <laughs> If I were to ask you guys who you feel, who you think right now is the top merchandise seller on com, who would you think the top five would be? Who do you think Uh, number one?
0: Bray Watch. I would say Seth Rollins. Any guess, Joe? Cody Rhodes.
1: Cody Rhodes is number five. Now this is all merchandise. Number four yeah. is number four is Eddie Guerrero. Uh, number three is the NWO. Number two is Steve Austin. And number one is the big dog, Roman Reigns.
0: I was torn between him and Seth.
1: In just t-shirt sales and t-shirt sales only. um, Number five is LA Knight. The bloodline Acknowledge is number four. Seth Rollins is number three. Take a guess at number two and number one t shirt seller on WWEShop.com right now.
0: I would oh. say number two number two would be the Usos and number one would be Sammy and KO.
1: Usos is the bloodline.
0: Oh. Okay. I was number two. Say the
1: week. Well, Joe? Do you have a guess? Or
0: Joe? Uh, the man Or Becky Lynch. No.
1: Number two is straight up Roman Reigns. Okay. Leaving number one T-shirt sales. Rhea Ripley. Really yeah yep. now once again, there's other ways to buy merchandise I mean they don't in this they don't include like say the merchandise gets sold at arenas and at events. this is straight sure. up off of w w e shop dot com that's why I wanted to um speak to that so. Money in the Bank is the name of the pay-per-view. We have a women's Money in the Bank ladder match. We have a men's Money in the Bank ladder match. And then right now we have three other matches. What match should main event Money in the Bank? And what match do you think could main event Money in the Bank?
0: Joe, what do you think? What I think right
2: now yeah. would be the bank would be that Um,
1: Usos versus uh, Roman and Noah. Okay.
0: All right. Trib. Uh, I would say, um, probably Seth and Finn Balor.
1: That's what you think should main event it.
0: That's what I think should main event
1: it. Okay, which one do you think will main event it?
0: Usos and Roman
2: and Solo.
1: Okay, DJ? I
2: agree, fully. It, it, it should be the title. Uh, if, if Roman's not going to be fighting single one, it should be the other one. So, yeah. But it will be Roman and Solo.
1: See. I mean, I think it will be, unfortunately, I think it will be, because right now that's the best storyline, the bloodline. I think that will main event it, but it's called Money in the Bank. Right. One of the Money in the Bank ladder matches should be the main event. But when you literally have two matches on the card that are, are better choices for a main event than either ladder match. Doesn't that make it seem like, you know what, something drastic has to change to make the matches look, make the match look more interesting? And that leads me to this. Obviously, Logan Paul is going to be making a, a, a an appearance in his quote-unquote hometown of Cleveland, Ohio. So, this is booking Logan Paul's WWE run through SummerSlam. So, if you agree that this should be a good way to book him or not agree, give me your opinion. First one, answering Seth Rollins' open challenge on Monday Night Raw.
0: Um, Joe, what do you think? I agree also.
1: Okay. Repeating last year's Money in the Bank where he gets added last second to the men's ladder match.
2: I like it. Me too.
0: Yeah. I agree.
1: Okay. This one was a little confusing to me, but announcing on Raw that he is setting his sights on various SmackDown superstars.
0: Yeah,
2: I disagree on that. <laughs> um, he'll say it on
1: Raw. Yeah, that's what R- he's going to announce because it's. He's only on Raw because, according to this, the only reason why he's on Raw is because it's in Cleveland. If it was SmackDown, he'd be doing it on SmackDown. That's. I mean, it's not.
2: Uh, yeah, I'm all right. With it. It's not. Interesting. I mean, I'm all right with.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna go. Yeah, a few names that it throws out is that he would set his sights on um, AJ Styles. Um, sorry, AJ Styles, Austin Theory and or Edge. Could you Be get right. behind a Logan Paul feud with any or all three of them? I could I could get in a Logan Paul. I can get into a feud with Logan Paul, AJ Styles and Logan Paul Austin Theory. Agreed. Okay. I
0: don't think I don't think I can get behind Logan Paul and Edge. I just think it's time for Edge just to uh, you know, go away. Yeah. As, much, but, as much as I like him and I like but, to see him out there wrestling,
1: but you know that that's not going to happen because he was drafted. He was in the draft. He wasn't left. That that's the weird part. He wasn't left as like an undrafted free agent that he can go God. anywhere he wants. He was trapped in the SmackDown. <laughs> when Logan Paul comes out. Gets interrupted by a returning superstar, Drew McIntyre, and a feud starts between the two of them.
0: That would be cool. I, I agree with that. I think that would that would be cool.
2: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I just want to see what it takes.
1: Cool. The only thing about that for me is is according to rumors, um, Drew McIntyre once again perfectly healthy. Is okay with coming back, but only if it's a good storyline. I don't know how good of a storyline you can just come up with with Logan Paul. Next sure. one, which is one that I.
0: Yeah. <laughs> now,
1: reuniting with The Miz and entering the tag team division.
0: Nah, uh, disagree.
2: Nothing.
1: Okay. Enough and then, lastly, planning the seeds for a future feud with the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes.
0: That would be good. I, I would like that. I'll
1: go with it. Okay. And that is Nuggies News. Um, Joe, is there any specific reason why you wanted to join during Nuggies News or just because you didn't watch SmackDown and didn't have uh, any I grades for wanted- matches you didn't see?
0: I just wanted to be a part okay.
1: Um, no. okay. So Glad to have you. Absolutely. Anytime.
0: Oh, always glad to have a little Nuggs around.
1: Alright, Tripp. What um, do you got for any independent news? Okay. Like I said in the last show... On Saturday, July 8th, PAPW, once again, will present Bash at the Brewery. That's, uh, like I said, Saturday, July 8th at 190 River Street in New Haven, Connecticut.
0: Tickets are $20, $10 for children under 12. Also, Coliseum Pro Wrestling, August 4th at 7.30, will present Clash at the Coliseum at the Elks Lodge at 265 Main Street in West Haven, Connecticut. Doors open at 7 p.m., bell time is at 7.30. Tickets general admission are $20, and Elks members and kids under 12 are $10. And the new one that I just got today, Test of Strength Wrestling, will be, hold on a second. Why did they have, oh, oh, okay. Test of Strength Wrestling, Saturday, July 8th, 7 p.m. at the Oaks Club, 283 West Main Street, Waterbury, Connecticut. Making his Test of Strength debut is an indie wrestler known as TNT. TNT is the son of WWE Hall of Famer, Devon Dudley. So he will be making his Test of Strength debut on Saturday, July eighth. They're also having a ninth Wonder Woman tournament semifinal. Uh, didn't I didn't get a list of who's in it yet? The Underground King will defend his Test of Strength title, uh, an opponent to be determined. Ryan Frost and T.J. Howell the third. We remember T.J. Howell from BAPW, Greg. Yep. T.J. Howell 3rd the They're going to go against Cold Cash, who is making their return to Test of Strength Wrestling. And also scheduled on the card that night will be Slick Wagner Brown, Bobby Ocean, and the one and only Sammy Diaz. Oh, cool. So those are the three independent shows that I have lined up for. July,
1: and August. All right. One one thing I, I was going to mention um, in Nuggies news, but I wasn't sure if you are going to expand upon it during your little thing, so I don't want to step on any toes. But congratulations. Has to go out to the PWZ podcast um, hosted by the professor um, Rick Del Santo, as his podcast is now going to be – televised on WON television um, the WON television network um, I I know the most recent one he had would have been today at 3.30 um, it's you click on their YouTube channel and you can watch it and it's all kinds of wrestling content but you know big shout out to to Rick um, and everything he's done uh, I remember you know obviously years ago me you know, first got, you know I'm not gonna say involved in touch with ever, but got to know Rick. Obviously it was through PAPW shows. I think we just randomly sat near him in the audience and just got to talking. And uh his his little old podcast is grown by leaps and bounds. So I just wanna send out congratulations to him.
0: Absolutely. A tremendous accomplishment. Congratulations, Rick. We're uh we're glad to know you. and Let's just keep, just keep up the good work, my friend. Okay, so now we are 12 day. I believe it's 12 days away from Money in the Bank.
1: Well, 13, because uh, it's on a Saturday. Unless, you count, unless you're count, unless counting, not counting today, because today's over, but it's not really over. It's close to being right. over. So, you know, 12 days and six hours. Or if you're going right. to your 3 o'clock time, it would be... Twelve days and eighteen hours or seventeen hours, but whatever.
2: Okay, yeah. <laughs> okay great Okay, Greg. While
0: we have a little Nug on the on the air with us. Yes. Um
1: let's talk about the prediction show. Okay.
0: Saturday. What time would be what time would be good for Joe?
1: I don't know. Why don't you ask him?
0: I said I'm asking him.
1: I'm no, you sure said, what time would it be good for Joe? You are asking me. I'm like, ask Joe, him.
0: Joe, what time, would, what time would be good for you? I don't know. I need to check my schedule. Okay. I check my schedule. I'll let you know. All righty, because the pay-per-view uh, premium live event is t- is on at 3 p.m. that day, okay. which, will be t- which will be 12 o'clock your time. So, all righty. So, we'll definitely look forward to hearing uh back from you as to when you can uh, make it and now let's talk about money in the bank they have one woman's spot left and from what I understand they're having a match between Raquel Rodriguez and Trish Stratus to determine the last
1: spot it's not from what you understand it's what was released on WWE.com
0: and what do you guys think of that All right. Okay.
1: All right. Well, I'm I don't no, go ahead. You ask a question, but when somebody that, starts uh, to answer it, you just interrupt them. That's cool.
0: Who started to answer?
1: I was starting to answer, and once again, you oh. just talk right over me every fucking time. So just go ahead. I'm just surprised that. Uh,
0: Raquel Rodriguez hasn't uh, didn't qualify already. I mean, I know she hasn't had a match yet. but well, that's probably Too why low. she
1: didn't, that's probably why she didn't qualify yet. Hmm. Yep. So, but I think
0: uh, I think she will beat Trish Stratus and you know qualify for the last spot. So,
1: see, I don't know. Guys. It's tough because really, when we were talking about it. I could see, you know, because right now she has this little rivalry going on with Shane and Rhonda, So I could see them getting involved, causing her to lose to Trish Stratus. But I can't see, I I, I can't see, envision a way that Trish Stratus can beat Raquel without help. So I don't I don't know. I mean I'd love to say it's gonna be Raquel, but I don't think it's gonna be. That's a good way to look at it. I mean she's also in the she's also in the uh if she wins,
0: uh Trish Stratus wins, she'll also be in the Money in the Bank with Zoe Stark, so that won't go right. too well for Becky Lynch. And
1: that's the other, quote-unquote, process of elimination. When you look at the ladder match, okay, we have six women. Obviously, I believe something's going to happen this Friday Night SmackDown where Io Sky is going to, whether it be accidentally or purposely, but cause Bayley to lose. And Shotzi replaces her. So then that starts up a feud between EO Sky and Bailey, Whether Bailey comes down during the middle of the match and does something to prevent EO Sky from winning, whatever the case may be. That, But then you have the quote-unquote love triangle or the two-on-one of Zoe Stark and Trish Stratus against Becky Lynch. Now, Becky Lynch will do everything in her power not to allow one of those two women to win, and they- they're going to do whatever they can to make sure that Becky doesn't win. So that leaves either Shotzi or Zelina Vega. <laughs> so I am hoping it's Raquel. Yeah. Okay. Or or they just, or they just magically add a seventh one and put Molly Holly in it and let her win. <laughs>
2: Um, I, I'm going with, I'm expecting Trish with for the reason of, she'll be the reason that you don't win. Oh, I mean, I'm kind of, but I hope to, to me, it's whatever. All right. What about you there, little nug? Trish has never been in a
0: ladder match.
1: No, they I haven't don't. done women well I don't think I don't know I know she's never even in a money in the bank match right. so obviously this would be her first time ever
0: in a money bank ladder match if she were to win be yep up. which exactly. part of me kind of sees that happening as well as Raquel being in it as well, so I really don't know. <laughs> right. And, you know, Greg did make a good point when you got, you know, the only two that really don't have anything going with anybody
1: else is Shotzi and Zelina Vega. Well, once again, that's assuming Shotzi wins. Right. Um, I mean, there's still anyway, always the possibility that WWE isn't stupid and takes a big name like Bailey out and still allows EO and Bailey to have a little tension that can carry over into it but
0: at least i know there's one person we won't see get involved in the women's match James Ellsworth but um so yeah just uh
1: now do either of you guys remember cuz i know Joe wouldn't cuz he didn't get a chance to watch it was this number one contenders tag team gauntlet match for a match at money in the bank. I thought it was, but it's still not listed as a match. Officially. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I
2: thought it was
1: too. Nope. They still, Nope. The only match they added was the, the bloodline civil war match. It's still only. So there's five. Because I also thought that the uh, the unification of the women's tag team championships would have been at Money in the Bank. Also, no, that but was yeah, always they, they always said, said that was family. going to be on SmackDown. From the moment they said it, that was you know when they when they advertised that not this Friday, Friday before it was the Gauntlet match this Friday. Next Friday was the unification of the tag team belts, and then the Friday after that in London. Would be the one where we see Asuka versus Charlotte.
2: Okay. Uh, I'm pretty sure the showdown between Kevin and Deadly is on June 30th. No smack Oh, okay. All right. Right before the thing. Um, yeah, one of yeah. the other things uh,
1: that would be the night, night before.
0: One of the other things I'm definitely enjoying is our fantasy wrestling. Greg, do you have any scores
1: on that? No, it's, the week's not over. Okay. There was a live event last night. There's a live event tonight. And the live event from last night hasn't been officially posted, although I've read it on two different websites. So they're a little slow to update that website for live events. So I probably won't Alrighty. know until like last week. I didn't know until Tuesday. Whether or not they had any live events, which they did, but they were NXT live events.
0: All right. So, right now, the only match that they've added is the Bloodline, is uh, Usos against Roman and Solo. Everything else is the same.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously, they had the men's Money to Bank ladder match that has Ricochet, Nakamura, LA Knight, Santos, um, Butch, and then Damian Priest. The women's match, as we said, only has five of six competitors. It's Lena Vega, Becky Lynch, Zoe Stark, Bailey, or Shotzi, versus Io Sky, versus Raquel, or Trish Stratus. Then Cody Rhodes versus Dominic Mysterio. And then, obviously, Seth Frickin' Rounds defending against Finn Balor. And then the bloodline, Roman and Solo, uh, against the Usos, Jimmy and Jack. Okay. Dominic. In a bloodline... I wonder if there's... Like... Anything different about a Bloodline Civil War match as opposed to just a regular tag team match? I I don't know. I don't know either. It doesn't really say. I mean, it just gives a story of the Bloodline when I click on the Bloodline Civil War. Right. So. No, but technically it it does list... (laughs) Roman Reigns, Solo, and Paul Heyman as the only members of the Bloodline. Okay. And it says four members, Sami Zayn, Jimmy Uso, and Jey Uso. So So let me ask you guys this quick question. Now
0: that they have this uh, open challenge with um, Seth Rollins this Monday night on Raw, obviously... Not going to be entered by Braun Breaker because Seth Rollins is going to go there on Tuesday night to
2: defend the title. But before that was was said, did you guys think that Braun was going to accept this open challenge and show up on Raw to face him? I did.
1: Yeah, well what I thought was going to happen was Seth Rollins wasn't even going to acknowledge his his Request for a match. And then at the end of the show, Bron, or maybe throughout the show, Braun Breaker would be talking, you know, making as so I'm waiting, you know, still waiting. And then at the end of the show, you know what, Seth, you didn't have the balls to come see me down here. You know what? There's an open challenge on Monday night that I will see you at. That's where I thought they may have gone with it, but mm, creative still hasn't listened to me all the time. <laughs> I
0: know. Oh, uh, Greg, have you heard anything about this contract that supposedly Carlino signed?
1: No, but it, no. It, I mean, uh, it, it. I read that he signed a contract, both the basically the night before backlash in Puerto Rico. Um, what type of contract? How long of a contract? What it entails? There's been nothing that I could find as to what it says. If it's like a one-year contract, once again, if it's uh, like an ambassador contract like Titus O'Neill is for more the the Latino community, or if he signed a one-day contract because he needed to make a mortgage payment to make that one appearance.
0: Don't know. Yep. So, yeah, so Money in the Bank should be... uh... Hopefully, it'll be an interesting premium live event. If I can remember last year, I wasn't too sure. I could be wrong. But did they start off and end with Money in the Bank matches? I thought they might have started off with
1: a women's Money in the Bank and then ended the show with a men's Money in the Bank. We shall check right now. Give me one moment. Results. Last year's Money in the Bank. The first match was a Money in the Bank ladder match um, for the women's championship. And the last match was a Money in the Bank ladder match for a championship for the men.
0: That's what I thought. Okay. So now this uh, is my other
1: question that I meant to ask before. Money in the Bank this year, is in London, England. Okay? Last year, they did Clash of the Castle. Who was prominently featured in matches at Clash of the Castle? Drew McIntyre. Granted, he lost to Roman. Um, And didn't we get Sheamus and Gunther at Clash of the Castle? Show me the the Whatever the person of interest in that area of the world of Europe that's highly focused in a match this time, Drew McIntyre, right? Oh, no, no, no Drew, don't no, follow me. Drew McIntyre, no, Sheamus, no, Gunther, no. Really? So, does this mean our representatives for that area of the country are both Butch uh, and Becky Lynch? And that's it?
2: Maybe what is he? Who? You're
1: breaking Ray up, right?
2: We're at that time? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good that's a good point,
0: Greg. Well, I mean, I never looked at it that way.
1: Yeah, I mean, Finn Balor is over that way too, but, I mean, very, very disappointed they didn't jump on that home crowd thing. Right. I mean, hell, they're bringing fucking Logan Paul back because they're going to be in Cleveland for a Monday Night Raw. I know. So, do they need to do something where Sheamus or maybe Drew McIntyre make a surprise appearance, or do they have to get a match between Austin Theory and Sheamus on this card? Um, Give Sheamus his victory over Austin Theory to complete his, his... Grand Slam championship resume? I think they should. Do they have to have Drew McIntyre's music hit and come out right after Seth Rollins has had this huge beat down of a brutal match against Finn Balor just to satisfy this crowd? Because I honestly, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to get that huge reaction of the crowd that we got when they were there last.
0: Right, exactly. So... Alright, you guys, you got anything else to add?
1: No. Um, did I, any of you guys happen, I probably, I don't, probably not, but any of you guys get to happen to, uh, catch any of the uh, new AEW Saturday show, coll- Collision? Oh, the only
0: thing nope. I. With
1: CM Punk's promo. Okay. So you didn't get to see the trio's main event? <laughs> CM Punk should have stayed retired. He really should have. He really should have. Oh, I mean, man. they were commenting, you know, it was, I mean, Jim Ross didn't do anything except for the main event. He was talking like this. Such shit going on in this store right now. It's not even funny. I mean, I think he may have had throat cancer or something or had to have surgery, but he definitely was not ready to do any talking for commentating a match. But they kept saying how great a shape. And great shape. And, oh, he's in such great shape. Dude, I, I don't know. I mean... He's a little bit more, well, right now my example is, is, do you remember like a few years ago when Miz really wasn't competing at all and all he was doing was Miz TV He kind of had a little psych dad bob going with, not like the full-blown belly, but a little loosey-juicy in the belly and jiggly-wiggly and then the little tiny little A-cup man boobs? That's how CM Pump looked. You know, didn't have a six pack abs. You had a little party ball going, but no six pack abs. But I just think oh, it was okay. an embarrassment. It really was. all
0: right so. But
1: I know people people hate when you knock at EW. Uh, sorry, sorry, wasn't knocking at EW. And their trios <laughs> match. Their trios <laughs> match. Yeah.
0: Little love, thanks for joining us, my friend. It was a pleasure to have you out here with us. Welcome. Thank you very much. Right now, I'm getting ready to watch the Red Sox in these horrible-looking yellow uniforms. I
1: know they're wearing those again. I thought they yeah. were. The, I thought they wore the fluorescent yellow ones for the for game one because they had their other uniforms for the home. They usually don't wear the same uniforms, although the Yankees do because they only have two uniforms.
0: Yeah,
1: the pride so. of the, the stripes and then their regular gray uniform. They don't have any of this yep. fluorescent highlighter yellow shit and blue helmets. I mean, what's red about the Red Sox when they're in yeah. that shit? I know. So all right guys. Well thanks for uh for joining. thanks for joining us
0: tonight with the show. Everybody out there to make comments and questions, thank you very much. Little Nug once again. Did it always a pleasure to see you out here with us. Did hope
1: it. you hope you can do this again with us? Yeah. So on behalf of the Little
0: Nug, Mr. Twenty Four Seven and the night, sir. This is the illustrious Mr. Trivia for the Top Rope Report, saying thank you all for tuning in, and we'll catch you on Wednesday.
1: Hey, yeah. good night, guys.